Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone with Film Festival Radio Show. You are about to listen to one of our best of previously aired shows. But guess what? Stay tuned to this station because next week, same time, 12 noon, we'll be back with a brand new edition of Film Festival Radio with some brand new guests. So until then, have a wonderful rest of the weekend and an even better week. So we'll see you next Saturday. Bye-bye. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. And I'll tell you, we have uh, a very interesting show. (laughs) We've had two very interesting and very successful guests joining us, and I'll tell you all about them shortly. So before we get to our guests, both of our guests, are you guys doing okay? Is everything is good? You're okay? You're staying safe? Staying safe. Okay. Yeah, a lot going on out here as we continue to slowly uh, open businesses and such back up here in North America. Uh, Some parts of the world, not so much. Well, we know what's going on. But either way it goes, do your best to stay safe and stay healthy as much as possible. Okay, having said that, let me tell you about our first guest. She is a New York Times best-selling author. Uh, she's had over 50 books that have been the tops of so many best-selling charts from the USA Today, the Wall Street Journal, the LA Times bestseller list, uh, Publishers Weekly, just to name a few. We're talking about best-selling author Melissa De La Cruz, and she has the market cornered around the world. Her books have been published in over 20 foreign countries. And now she's going to be joining us here in a few minutes to talk about her latest book. It's titled High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, The Road Trip. Yes, what a title. And so uh, this book was originally a novel, and it was inspired by the hit Disney Plus television series that I'm sure many of you are fans of and watch the, the television show as well, and so does Melissa. And so um, we're going to bring her on board in just another 60 seconds here to talk about her latest um High School Musical, the musical, the series, the road trip. And so uh, how does she come? Well, we, we already know how, you know, what inspired her to do the book. But let's get some more behind the scenes, the making of the book and uh, just what's going on with her in addition to this book. Some of her books have been uh, turned into um, uh, series, television, film and all of that. So Let's find out, is that going to be the case with her current, even though the book just came out? So we're going to bring her on board right now to get more details about the making of her current just-released book. This is a good read for the summer. High School Musical, The Musical, 
the series, The Road Trip. So let's bring on Melissa De La Cruz right now. Our line is blanking that she's on board here. So let's bring her on right now. Okay. Let me get this over here. Oh, no. Right. Okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay, I'm here. Ron. Hello. Hi, Melissa. So nice to chat with you this afternoon. Thank you for calling us. Oh, oh thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, now you have... My goodness, you have so many hit books. You've done more than 50 books that have been at the top of the list from New York Times, the USA Today, Wall Street Journal, LA Times. Just, oh, it's just amazing. And now you are back with your latest novel, High School Musical, the musical, the series, The Road Trip. Okay, I love all of it. I love music. I love road trips in high school as well. <laughs> so tell us. Awesome. Oh, isn't it awesome? I mean, gosh, who doesn't like all of those things in, in, the, in that order? So tell us, um, what inspired you to do this novel? You know, I, uh, I was a, a fan of the original series. You know, we watched it, my kid and I, she was a little younger. So we were kind of watching it in reruns. You know, by the time she was interested in it, I think it was already maybe 10 or 15 years old. Um, and, uh, and we loved it and we always thought it was so much fun. And when Disney asked me if I wanted to be part of, uh, you know, the reboot, uh, uh, through a book, uh, through a book, I said, oh yeah, no, well, what are you guys doing? So they sent me the scripts and the first episodes of the new series and I watched them and I just thought they were so funny and so brilliant. And, you know, it's about our kids about kids who grew up watching a high school musical and they then put on uh, the musical for themselves and we just thought it was so I, I really was blown away I was so impressed I said yeah yeah I want I want to be part of it uh, how do I contribute you know what, are, what what should we do and so we talked about a couple ideas you know should we do a prequel novel you know should we do uh, something maybe after you know season one so with all, you know, with all the scheduling and how everything shook out, you know, we loved the idea of the road trip, you know, kind of picking up the story after season one is over, you know, and sending the kids on their own adventure through a book. And that's, uh, that's the book that we have now. <laughs> and there's a lot of conflict and adventure and romance and humor along the way uh, as they go to a high school musical convention. <laughs> Oh, and it just doesn't get any much too much better than that. You know, kids having fun, kids whooping kids. <laughs> no, um, absolutely. So, uh, you seem to have this magical Midas touch for reaching uh, young t the, the the YT audiences, uh, reading audiences, and you just seem to really understand them and how how to entertain them. So, what is your secret to reaching this audience and just you keep having hits after hits after hits with them? So, what's your secret to that? 
You know, I think I'm a kid myself. Um, I don't think I've uh, emotionally matured past the age of 14. <laughs> so, you know, I write the books to entertain myself, and I think I have that sensibility. I'm always on the side of the kids. I empathize with them. I'm impressed by them. Um, I think like them. And now, um, you know, I'm a mom, and my daughter is a teenager. And so now I see what the teenagers are doing and what they're doing differently or what they're doing the same as we used to. And uh, and it's fascinating. I think kids are really cool. I think they're so much fun to, you know, hang out with, to get to know. They're so, you know, full of optimism and idealism and everything is the first time and every, you know, they're just discovering the world. And, and that's just wonderful, you know, age and mindset to be in. And I think if you can keep in that mindset, it keeps you young for, you know, forever. And, uh, and, and I think that I, I really enjoy that and I cultivate that in myself and that's why I can write for them. Well, now that your daughter is a teen herself, did uh, she have any input as you were putting together the current book? <laughs> well, she was really excited that I was doing the book and, uh, you know, when I was doing Descendants, she was the age of the Descendants fan. So, when Descendants was over, and then I said, oh, I'm doing the High School Musical books, she was like, oh, my God, you know, because she was kind of, at the end of Descendants, you know, she was kind of aged out of it. So she was interested in this new one. So, yeah, she sometimes reads first drafts and gives me notes, and, you know, I think it's really interesting to have her take on things. And, you know, and sometimes she'll, she'll say, you know, I have to bribe her sometimes. Be like, will you read this? Tell me what you think. She's like, oh. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll buy you something. <laughs> oh, that'll do it every time. <laughs> well, now, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of last questions here before they cut me off. So, now, uh, are any of the, this, the current book or any of the Descendants, any of your any of your books at all, uh, were your years as a high school student or middle school student, were anything from your life back then have, that you've put in, into any of these books? Uh, probably not in a high school musical because it was so much more fun than my high school, <laughs> you know, but I have written about my high school experiences, uh, in some of my other books, uh, Fresh Off the Boat was about a Filipino immigrant who comes to America and, uh, it's a fictional tale of my family's story and my story at 14. So that, that's out there. <laughs> if anybody cares to look in that. Um, I think, you know, with, uh, with Descendants and with High School Musical, I, I, I put in, you know, what's it, I, it's, I'm inspired by the loyalty of my friends, you know, and uh, the love that I have and what I feel for them. Um, it comes through there. And I feel very lucky that I've experienced that in my life and I can write about it. And finally, what can we expect of High School Musical, the next phase of it, big screen, little screen, prequel, sequel, or anything like that, or what? Uh, so season two is uh, showing on Disney Plus. Uh, I think starting tomorrow. So tune in uh, and to see what's going on with them. And uh, yeah, so uh, watch the first season, read the book, and then watch season two. And read the book again as we're going along. So finally, absolutely. I think I got about three more minutes here. Have you started on your your next book yet, or or what? Yes, I have a bunch of books uh, that I'm working on uh, with Disney. I have a big uh, vampire series called Blue Bloods, and we're rebooting and returning to the Blue Bloods world, and that's coming out in 2022. Blue Bloods: The Return, 
watch out. Your favorite vampires are back. The vampires are back. Oh, I know kids all over the world are going to be happy to hear this. <laughs> so, kids, so, <laughs> it's so interesting that, you know, we were growing up, we were so afraid of vampires, but now kids want to be buddies and be like vampires. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> they just love it. Vampires oh, never die. They, they really don't. They really don't die. And thanks to talented writers like you and others that um, keep the the new genre of vampire going, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So, Miss Melissa, thank you so much for the chat. And uh, we will continue to gobble up your books and watch your TV shows on Disney and Disney Plus as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Okay. Wonderful. Take, take care then. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. She's gone. Oh. It's acting up. News about auditions and tryouts that could make you a star. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. And just as the announcer said, we have auditions. Yes, we have auditions. I love our audition segment. So let's get right to it. We only have two. Actually, we have more, but we, we just don't have the time to get all of them. We'll just kind of split them up. So let's get the first two here. Okay, here here is audition number one. If you have a really over-the-top, extremely close relationship with your mom, and you are a mom-daughter duo there, if you and your mom, if you live with your mom, you work with your mom, maybe maybe you travel with your mom, maybe you go out and party with your mom, the whole idea is that if you have a very, very, very close relationship with your mom, there is hope for you because, yeah, that show, Smothered, is looking for new people. They are looking for people, moms and daughters. Uh, this is great. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you and your mom or your mom and your daughter or however way it is. So if you guys have an incredible bond as mom and daughter, and you think that it will be very entertaining for this show, you need to listen up. New season is coming up and they're looking for people. So what you need to do is email, email your names, your, you know, mom and daughter names, full names, the ages, what are your ages, the city and state, where you live, uh, phone number, if you have a bio, if not, put one together, uh, any social media handles, uh, all of the, the main, the, from TikTok to Instagram, Facebook, all of those, all the major ones, put those social media handles and recent pictures of you and mom or mom and you just the two of you, and you will be paid if you are selected. So you need to send that information to smotheredtvcasting at gmail.com. You've seen the show on TLC. You've seen it. Smothered. They're looking for new people, and it might be you and your mom, or mom, you and your daughter. It could be you. So make sure that you uh, 
Again, your, your names, the full names, ages, city and state where you live, your full contact information that includes your phone number, oh, just a little brief bio about yourself and your daughter your, or daughter about your mom uh, and your social media handles. And, they, you know, they kind of see what kind of social media presence that you have and recent photos of you and your daughter or your daughter and you however way it goes. Smothered. You can get to be on Smothered and also get paid to do so if you are selected. So make sure you send that to smotheredtvcasting at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Second audition here. There's a new reality show they're putting together and it's called Tough Test. And this is for people who are inventors. The show is being described as kind of like Mythbusters meets Shark Tank meets Top Gear. So somewhere in between those three, this new show, Tough Test. This is going to be, uh, they're going to shoot and tape the show in Burbank. Uh, and they're looking for people with inventions in construction, uh, buildings, engineering, uh, all of that whole genre. Uh, it can be tools, materials, robotics. Uh, they're just looking for people to showcase innovative, really cool inventions. And they want people who are very passionate about being inventors. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. And they're looking all over the nation. And again, the show is called Tough Test. And they're you're an inventor, maybe you're, you're a significant other, your child, or, or you, of course, you got to be of age, of course, all of that. So what you need to do in a few sentences, please describe your invention, include your resume. Yeah. And if you don't have one, it, you, know, it's, it's, you know, it's not like a corporate job or something. Just kind of sum up what, what your invention is all about, uh, who you are, what, you know, what you've been doing and such as that. And you need to email that information to uh, Aiden at sonicgods.net. And Aiden is spelled A-I-D as in dog, A-N at sonic, S-O-N-I-C, gods with an s dot net that's aiden at sonicgods.net and again this is a nationwide search um for a new you know reality show that they're putting together it's called tough test i happen to know some people who are their sons are audition I mean, auditions they are inventors uh they happen to live in houston but i think this will be a good show for them they don't have a lot of um Information about age requirements. I mean, I do understand that you definitely need to be at least 18 or 21 years of age and older. I, I'm assuming, but you have the email address. You can ask if you're a parent, uh, to find out, uh, what are the age requirements on this? But it sounds like a wonderful opportunity to showcase your talents in the world of being an inventor. Okay. All right, so we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, I will tell you all about our first guest. So stay tuned. You're listening to Film Festival Radio Show with Janice Malone. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show. And the show rolls on. And before we get to our next guest, I want to share this piece of kind of fun information. Uh, We are still in the midst of hockey season, and we know that Vegas is a huge hockey fan city here. We just love our hockey here. You know what? I have yet, and this is my fault 
kind of, sort of. I've yet to go to a hockey game here. And I'm going to fix that. I'm going to, well, you know, the, the minute I moved here, then the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. But I'm going to fix that. I'm going to have a ball at a hockey game next season. I absolutely promise that. Well, anyway, to further speak of, um, Wallet Hub, WalletHub.com. And Wallet Hub is one of our partner friends that provides us so much great content and information. And WalletHub.com is the personal finance website. And they often release uh, these really cool uh, listicles of information uh, just about culture, pop culture, sports, entertainment, business, and all of that. So for this report, we just got this in the email a few days ago. According to WalletHub.com, these are the best cities for hockey fans for 2021. I'm going to give it, now I'll tell you early, unfortunately, our beloved Vegas is not on this list, but uh, that's okay. I'll tell you all more about that. Okay, now to determine the best places for hockey spectators, this is how WalletHub.com did this. They compared 73 U.S. cities based on two divisional categories, professional and college hockey. And they did this across 21 key metrics. Now, that data sets uh, ranges uh, based from the performance level of the city's teams, hockey teams, to minimum season ticket prices to stadium capacity. So that's how they came up with these top 20 best cities for hockey fans. So let's hear the top 20 cities for hockey fans right now. Starting at number 20. Number 20 is Columbus, Ohio. 19, San Jose, California. Number 18 is St. Paul, Minnesota. 17, Glendale, Arizona. Uh, 16 is Raleigh, North Carolina. 15, Dallas, Texas. 14, Philly, go Philly, 13, Washington, D.C., uh, number 12 is Anaheim, number 11 is Sunrise, Florida, number 10, rounding out the last 10, Buffalo, New York, number 10 as one of the, on the list of top 20 cities for hockey fans, number 9 is Chicago, 10, Tampa, Florida, uh, number seven is Newark, New Jersey. Number six is Denver. Number five is St. Louis. See you in St. Louis, especially if you're a hockey fan. Number four is New York, New York. Number three is Pittsburgh. Number two is Detroit. And the number one city for hockey fans, according to WalletHub.com, is, drumroll, Boston. Yeah, Boston MA is the number one city of top in the top 20 for hockey fans. Um, also, Sunrise Florida has the lowest average ticket price for a National Hockey League game, roughly around $37 and 19 cents. Uh, with Chicago, their ticket price, the highest averaging around $109.23. I don't know what the ticket prices are here in Vegas. Somebody can email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com to let me know. Uh, you know, I get, for years, I get so many free tickets to almost everything. So I don't really know 
what ticket prices cost and a lot of things. I should be ashamed of myself, but I don't. It's one of the eh, one of the perks of working in media for so long. They do kind of spoil you with freebies there. Not everything, but quite a few things. So anyway, if you would like to get more information about this, is just some fun, fun info. Um, the best, the 20 best cities for hockey fans, according to uh, the data from wallethub.com. They have all kinds of really cool stuff. They've got even videos. They got charts and graphs and, you know, how they do what they do. Not only do they have information about uh, the top 20 best cities for hockey, but they've got the top cities for barbecue. I'll tell you one. Well, one list that Vegas is always on is the top cities for vacations, of course. But anyway, just go to wallethub.com and you might see your favorite uh list, whatever you're interested in. They also have a new one about favorite, uh, no, no, top cities for barbecue. Usually on that list, the Midwest has got it locked. They've got it unlocked. Yeah, they do. Okay. Just wanted to share that bit of information. Real fun stuff. And what? Okay. It's time. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more of Film Festival Radio right after this. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, and this is our final segment for this week's show. Well, listen, if you are a fan of celebrity auctions and maybe you just love to go purchase and, uh, you know, famous celebrity shoes or posters from films or just whatever it is, anything celebrity, if that's your thing, listen up. And if those people out there who are fans of the hit Netflix show, The Tiger King from last year, you need to listen up. And we know, if I'm not mistaken, I think over 75 million fans uh, are fans of The Tiger King show. So this, this guest is just for you because The Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic, is currently having an NFT auction in partnership with the renowned crypto cryptocurrency company more. Joe is now the first felon to utilize the blockchain technology from prison. Yeah. And so what he's doing is again, having this uh, auction of celebrity items from the Tiger King show. Let me give you more about uh, information about it. The auction is uh, taking place right now. And what that is uh, all about is that the public now has access and privileges to purchase actual unique one-of-a-kind items from the hit Tiger King show using blockchain technology. Now, this auction consists of some of the items from the show and also items that 
belong to Joe Exotic himself personally. There are 3D renderings sold alongside of real life tangible items. Some of the collectible items include Joe's favorite pistols and holsters that we saw, uh, various items and uh, I should say jackets that we saw him wear on the show. Oh, Rachel Starr, her bikini, that's up for auction. I hope it's still there if they haven't bought it already. Um, digital artworks are available. Tokens also are available. And as I said, this auction is taking place right now. It started on June 18th. It's still going on and there's still plenty of time that you can get in on the fun and maybe have some of these items as a part of your collection. The public can go visit this website official tiger king nft.com and you can place your bids official tiger king nft.com you can place your bids you can get all of the information that you need about how to go about this well as i said joe of course is still in prison but his attorney is our guest his attorney is uh brad small he's an acclaimed renowned uh, entertainment attorney uh, with the law firm Rosenfeld, Meyer and Sussman LLP in California. And he is waiting on hold right now to come on board to tell us more about this Tiger King celebrity auction and about how the Tiger King Joe Exotic himself is doing since he's been uh, behind bars. So let's bring uh, Brad on our uh, guest line here. Let's get all into the details and we'll take it from there. So let's bring on Brad right now. And one. Okay, listeners, have everybody out here. We have, I've been talking about um, the upcoming appearance. Of, oops, let me start over. I just dropped something, Brad. Okay, three, two, and one. Okay, everyone, listeners out there. I am ready. I have been talking about the appearance of our guest who's online here. His name is Brad Small, and uh, he is a very highly acclaimed uh, entertainment attorney uh, for Rosenfeld, Meyer, and Sussman, LLP. So, Brad, welcome to the show, and thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me here. Now, um, our show, of course, is based in Las Vegas. Uh, are you guys based in Vegas or L.A. or both cities, or just where are you? Beverly Hills, California. Oh, uh, you can't get any more L.A. than that now, can you? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right to it uh, here, Brad. Uh, in addition to being a very uh, acclaimed and established entertainment attorney, you have a very famous client, um, by the name of Joe Exotic, uh, Mr. Tiger King himself, and you are his attorney and spokesperson. Uh, before we get into the meats and bones and grit of uh, our, our chat, uh, give us a rundown on how did you first meet Joe? Let me start off by saying we can get into this. Uh, over 64 million households Watch the Tiger King during the pandemic last year on Netflix, the number one show on that platform for the entire year. Um, I was one of those people who watched the show briefly the first time, like five or so minutes, didn't really get hooked. And I thought about it some more and a week later, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. So I saw the episodes and um, that was it. I was hooked and lo and behold, 
Two months later, I was called by an attorney who did not want to represent the Tiger King and asked me if I wanted to. And I said, definitely. I said, when it comes to representing individuals uh, with all the different opportunities that could present itself themselves, um, that's so my wheelhouse. Whether it's Eva Longoria, she acts, she writes books, she does charity, or it's uh, Nick Pelleggi does TV, does movies. Well, it's athletes who do um, also stuff on the entertainment side, guest appearances, also do sports work, but also do books. You know, people, the common trait of most of my clients is that it's great if they do one thing, but it just seems like they all do three or four or five things. And... Joe seemed to be, even though he's still in prison, he's one of those, one of those people, one of those individuals. So I said I would love to work with Joe. And that brings me to the whole uh, root of our conversation for today. Uh, as the world knows, as you mentioned, Joe is in prison now. Is he in prison in where? What location? What city? State? I should say. Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, Fort Worth. I never would have thought. Fort Worth. Okay, that's my stomping ground, former stomping ground. Uh, now, he is, there is an, uh, an, an auction that is going on. It started uh, just a few days ago, June 18th. Um, it is a part of the, the blockchain technology uh, NFT. I understand that this is, Joe is the first felon to enter into the blockchain technology from a prison doing using this technology. Um, so fans can can bid and, and partake and purchase uh, some of these collectible items from the show or it explain, especially using the blockchain technology, how is this done for people who are not quite familiar with NFT technology? Well, take, take a step back and after the show came out, one of the things uh, I was tasked to do first is go after, well, a day didn't go by where I did not receive an email with a picture of a consumer product item, whether it's a bobblehead or a, a Christmas tree ornament, whatever it was, that Joe's name and likeness were used, that he didn't authorize, he didn't receive any money from, he didn't get permission. I mean, nothing. So lo and behold, one of those things that he also did not authorize was an NFT auction, which I believe was December or January by one of those unauthorized uh, parties. And um, actually, it was Peter at uh, Moore Company called me up and said, did you know about this auction? Did you know about the FTs on this? And I said, I had no idea. Thanks for letting me know about this. He said, do you think, so after sending cease and desist letters and using social media to take care of this um, uh, wannabe auctioned, uh, um, we uh, we talked about doing uh, doing an official auction uh, for Joe, and that's lo and behold how it all came together. Now I see where in my notes that this auction is made, being done and made available through Mintable, this company called Mintable. Tell everybody a little bit about Mintable and what is the procedure? How can they bid on some of these items? Well, you go on the website. It's Mintable app. Dot com and you can bid using if you already have a wallet in the cryptocurrency world uh, which contains you know, uh, 
Bitcoin or Ethereum, or frankly, if you have a credit card, you can bid on the items. And what they'll do is they'll convert the credit card to a, uh, a cryptocurrency, and then you can bid, bid that way. And whether it's uh, Joe's revolver when he was a sheriff, uh, his holster, his eclectic uh, wardrobe that he wore during the series, you can have the opportunity to, to bid on that. You know, one thing that's interesting when you ask about how we got into cryptocurrency, well, one reason was because they're all, there are all these unauthorized people all around the world who are making money using the name and likeness of Joe and products and services who didn't get the permission, didn't get this consent. And I was, I received a call from a man in Australia several months ago who said, or he asked me, would Joe like to be and endorse the first official um, Tiger King coin? And I said, yes, he would. And that coin that he endorses is the dollar symbol T-K-I-N-G. So the money that comes into Joe goes to Tiger Rescue, goes to his legal defense fund, uh, and that's been going on for a couple months. And uh, the community, the cryptocurrency community, as uh, they use Telegram as the service they use to communicate, uh, is amazing in terms of being so supportive and everything for Joe. And so this uh, started as uh, uh, June 18th. So how long, how much longer will it uh, last if people can go and bid? I mean, as people are still interested in this, because people are just finding out about the auction, frankly, this is what, a little bit more than a work week? Yes. Um, so I would say at least a month from what I gather. Okay, that gives people plenty of time. I think people are in a, a good mood because they're getting out, uh, can get out again and party and celebrate and shop and such. So this is a good time for something like this, especially with that big of a fan base. Uh, this show is just a runaway hit. Uh, are you allowed to say um, the projections about, about how much you think that this will bring in or, or, or what? That would be wrong because I have absolutely no no idea as to uh, uh, how much someone, for instance, would pay for the revolver. Um, uh, I mean, it really is these items are going to gravitate or they're going to, the, the fans of Joe are going to feel them. And I don't know the, uh, the auction, the value depends on what people, what the market will bear. So I have no idea. Uh, I understand that there are some some specific. I know you mentioned about the pistol, the holsters, and things like that. But there are some digital artworks. Yes. Uh, can you just kind of tell us maybe a, a small list of what's available? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there are a number of his um, uh, most well known uh, Tiger Sarge uh, with with Joe. There are also his his like monkey that. Uh, uh, was always with him and around, um, and what else? Uh, uh, and various uh, cast members in the show, but um, no, the digital art is is really well done, really really impressive. Man, I would like to get in on some of this myself. <laughs> That's just saying. Uh... It's a great way. It really is a great way for Joe to reach his supporters through this while he's in prison. 
I mean, people can go out, they can do this all online, and, uh, you know, he's in prison serving his, uh, serving his sentence. So it's a great way to connect to, um, to those that are supporting him. Now, I'm looking at my notes here uh, on some other items on the list. Um, authentic audio recordings from yes. prison of Joe. What is he saying to fans? What, what, are, what, what are they going to hear? Well, he's, in his own words, what NFT stands for, uh, never forget Tiger, the Tigers. I mean, that's the whole point of the, uh, one of the points of the, uh, the auction and the cryptocurrency, uh, the Tiger King coin that's out there is uh, to benefit um, the Tiger Rescue and uh, habitats and whatnot. But uh, so never forget the Tigers. He really believes, believes in that. And then there's also another cryptocurrency that spun off the Tiger King coin, which is called uh, dollar sign CUB, the cup coin. And that's because uh, children in the zoo, there was a big tie and uh, with them in terms of the effect it would have on them in terms of um, those who had diseases or ailments, things like that. And they could go to the zoo, see the tigers. Uh, so the money's going to go to ch children's hospitals. So that's the cub coin. Okay. So he's a big believer in the cryptocurrency. He's become a big believer in it. And so uh, I have a couple of fans wanted me to ask you this. They are big fans of the show, wanted to know. Uh, overall, um, under the circumstances, how is Joe holding up? How is he doing? I mean, he's holding up pretty well in the sense of there are so many people out there supporting him, uh, rooting for him and um, advocating on his behalf, whether it's signing a petition uh, to get a Biden, for, uh, Biden, the administration, uh, and Kamala Harris to get that, uh, that petition, hopefully or whether it's to uh, lessen the sentence, um, uh, whether it's, you know, purchasing items from his official for store, uh, joeexoticusa.com. Oh, also another way to get on the, uh, the auction is uh, the official tigerkingnft.com. But again, that's another way to show your support for Joe and um, while he's still in prison. Okay, and that website again is official tiger king, king nft.com. That's that's it. And this is going to again, this auction that's is going to go on for a month at least. Yeah, at least, yeah, that's the best way to get to it. Okay, and, and yeah. so as I wrap this up here, um, how are some of the other inmates? Do they maybe they didn't get to watch Tiger King last year? Do they realize you know what a celebrity he is out here in public? Very, very supportive. Okay. Very supportive of Joe. I mean, one of his uh, causes too is uh, justice reform and uh, prison reform, and that. And uh, the other the other inmates are very supportive of Joe, which has been which has been really helpful. That's very good. That's very you know, good. He, you know, trying to you know get. Uh, I mean, it was reported uh, a long time ago that his. Uh, I think it's called the PSI level, whatever it was, was very high and was a risk of uh, mm -hmm. uh, a cancerous risk. And uh, oh. that's being monitored. And, you know, it's very hard to get the, uh, the testing and everything done in prison to get things done. But, uh, you know, that competing with, uh, you know, also not competing with, but the, the, the good feeling he has from all the support. Uh, I mean, at the same time, I mean, he's been in prison, his father and 
mother passed away since, mm -hmm. since he's been in prison. So that's been very difficult. Are there plans to do, uh, I know there's always the unauthorized books, but uh, does Joe have any plans to do his own full-fledged direct yes. from him? He does? Okay. Sold to Simon & Schuster. Oh. Last year, it is coming out November 5th. Very good question. Okay. Coming out, Joe Exotic, The Tiger King, his memoir. Uh, last week in Forbes magazine, an article on Joe um, reached a, a deal uh, for cannabis in California, Colorado, and his home state of Oklahoma. We'll have a strain, uh, the Joe Exotic, exotic strain of cannabis for especially medicinal purposes. That's, that's the intent. Um, it, uh, so there are things able to help people that he's able to do from, from behind bars. With everything opening back up, has there been talk of, of uh, a Tiger King festivals, Tiger King conferences, you know, that, that seems to be so huge now with these niche genre uh, type events. Is any talk of that? There's been some talk of that. I mean, obviously, he, he needs to get out of prison before he can show up. But, uh, but there is talk of that always. Yeah, that will probably, with this fan base, be as big as Comic-Con, I'm sure. Yeah. It's all yeah. said and done. 64 people, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, now, uh, if people want to write directly to Joe, is that possible? What do they need to do? Go on his um, website, joeexoticusa.com and there will be an address there as to uh, in terms of how to write him and he answers back he's very uh, very in touch with the people who write him that's good to know because you know with celebrities sometimes people may want to try to reach them and they think maybe somebody intercepts their mail or whatever even in this type of a situation so um, okay that's good to know so but in the meantime if they want to participate in the auction official tiger king nft.com yeah. uh, i can only imagine the traffic going there probably fans obviously from around the world bidding on uh these items uh, australia and england england loves the tiger king so, so it's amazing i was just very shocked were you guys uh now that you're working with them were you was joe as surprised at, the, at what a runaway hit this show was You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. He always he really, really is a strong believer in uh, in himself, um, and in terms of what he does help. See, see, uh, I don't think he was shocked. Well, I tell you, it's happy. That's for happy. Sure. Okay, very happy. That's Obviously, sure. Obviously, so. Well, uh, any. Closing remarks you'd like to add for people to know? Uh, tune in. I mean, we'll see if uh, the second season of Tiger King comes out this year. Uh, buy Joe's book. Uh, and also you can pre-purchase pre it on the uh, JoeExoticUSA.com site. Um, and that's a good place to get it. And uh, I know I'm definitely going to get it and read it and want to know how to... How did Joe become the Tiger King? I mean, that's, I want to know. I would read that. I, that. That's really my question because 
when I knew anything there was this show everybody was buzzing about it and I said well let me tune in and see what this is about it just kind of came out of nowhere so this book will tell a, obviously the entire story of uh, all of this and so you, we can get it now pre-orders yes Yes. Okay. You know, that'll probably be sold. Yeah, it's Simon and Schuster, so this isn't any self-publishing or uh, rinky-dink op rinky operation. So. Okay. Yeah, you can't, can't get any bigger than Simon and Schuster, that's for sure. No. No. Well, anyway, uh, Brad, again, thank you so much for the chat, giving us some insight uh, about this celebrity auction. Uh, through Mintable and the uh, whole NFT technology and giving us some details behind the scenes about how Joe is, is doing. And so that's good to know. So thank you so much for your time. No, Janet, thank you for having me on today. Well, hopefully when the book officially comes out, if you are going to be the spokesperson, I'd love to have you to come back on. I would love to. I would love to. Okay. Well, we'll look I love Las Vegas. So I would love to. Oh well, maybe we can just meet up somewhere here <laughs> in Vegas. Exactly. We'll meet. It. We'll just do that. Well, thank you again so much. So have a great rest of the weekend here. Hey, thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Well, thank you so much, Brad, for uh, giving us behind-the-scene information about uh, what's going on with the Tiger King himself. Uh, still incarcerated, but this auction sounds like this is definitely going on. And uh, make sure if you want to place a bid, if you are a huge fan of um, Tiger King, I mean, my goodness, 75 million viewers. Lots of people love that show. If you want to place a bid, the auction is continuing on, as Brad said, for at least another month. Who knows? It may uh, go even longer. But you can go to officialtigerkingnft.com, and there you will be able to place bids on the various items, as he mentioned, uh, that were a part of the show, and other items as well, artwork, all kinds of really cool stuff. And, you know, it's a chance to learn about this, uh, this new technology, blockchain technology, using the NFT technology as well. So, again, that website to place your bids to maybe purchase a collectible from Tiger King. Official Tiger King NFT.com is the website, and you can find all of the information that you need. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. I want to thank both of my guests. Uh, best-selling author Melissa De La Cruz and Brad Small, the attorney, entertainment attorney for Joe Exotic uh, and the um, the Tiger King, as it pertains to the uh, the celebrity auction, the NFT celebrity auction that's going on as we speak. So, thank you guys for listening, as always, and we will see you on the next edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Take care. Be careful. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm -hmm.